Welcome in, everybody, to another week of XFL Weekly. Week two of XFL is behind us. Uh, We are now entering week three of the beloved XFL Uh, (laughs) 3.0. And it's here. Zach, week two in the books. How are you feeling? Uh, Another good week of action. Uh, I loved it. Um, I'm looking forward to more games this week. I don't really have too much more to say other than that. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm your host, Kyle Krajewski, with co-host Zach Cole. Uh, we are XFL Weekly. We're here to chat anything and everything XFL, the happenings, the news, uh, a little bit of fun stuff, uh, just about weekly. Uh, we can You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at XFL underscore weekly. Uh, if you are listening to this in the podcast platform, uh, you can find us on YouTube, XFL Weekly. Or if you're watching us, uh, feel free to look us up on your favorite YouTube or podcast platform if you want to listen to us. Uh, XFL Weekly, uh, you can pretty much find us there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look for the cool little logo. It's all the same everywhere. Um, so XFL Weekly, wherever you want to find us. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, before we continue, feel free like, subscribe, uh, all that fun stuff. Leave a comment how you're feeling. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify, I'll have a poll asking for your favorite team. Just because I like to know how what the, what our fan base is thinking. So Shoot, man, we're we're getting high tech up in here. We got polls going on now. Whew. I I I like to test out what I what what's available. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. I it's good to know. Good to get a feeler of of our fan base too, and and who we know is just a, a pitiful Guardians fan, and uh, who, who's a, a banging Roughnecks fan. Like we we like to know where everyone's at. <laughs> absolutely and i think last time uh i think the general consensus is that call is the law a lot of st louis fans here Mm, okay Um, but wanted to get a little bit a little bit more emphasis in there please let us know your favorite favorite team in the xfl uh we're listening and we want to trash talk them as much as we can um, but also (laughs) highlight them as well so without further ado let's recap some uh some week two um the happenings that took place this weekend and last thursday um speaking of thursday i'll kick us off with that thursday night game uh between the battle hawks and the sea dragons and it was another another last second last minute win uh for st louis um st louis kind of it was a kind of a slower ish game uh up until like the final uh final quarter um st louis was behind and they claimed a lead with the touchdown uh, and then C- Seattle reclaimed that touchdown or reclaimed the lead <laughs> with their score. Uh, and then St. Louis, I mean, A.J. McCarron driving down the field with a few rushes himself, uh, set up a game-winning field goal. And another heartbreak for Seattle with a one of those last-second uh, crushes and St. Louis coming around with a uh, another last-second victory. Um, or yeah, it was... I was just gonna say it's it's amazing that Seattle seems to be the comeback kids, you know, and and there's such St. a thing Louis. in football. I'm sorry, thank you, St. Louis, it's the, and it's uh, the STL. You're just like, oh, <laughs> Seattle or St. Louis. I'm getting them all screwed up. Um, yeah, thank you. St. Louis has a has a knack to just come back in these games, and and that, you know, there's kind of a, a saying in football that winners find a way to win, and I think that. You know, we're seeing some carryover from from maybe XFL 2.0 into the XFL 3.0. It, it seems like St. Yes, St. Louis. Got, I have to make sure I have my city, my cities right there. It seems like St. Louis just really has a knack for winning, and um, it, they've been exciting to watch. And uh, on the Seattle side, I think 
they've also equally been pretty fun to watch. Um, our, our guy, Josh Gordon, managed to reel in a three-point conversion, um, which was kind of, I, I don't want to say three, theatric, but he was kind of uh, all alone and kind of caught it like, oh, where's the defense? You know, it was, <laughs> it was pretty cool. So um, it, was, it was a fun game. I, I was in, definitely into that game. Something I'd like to point out uh, with this team, uh, at least with this with Seattle, uh, I guess I'll highlight a player on both teams. Uh, Seattle has Jacor Pearson, who is currently the leading receiving yard receiver for the entirety of the XFL, and I I love him. Uh, I think he's slowly becoming one of my favorite. I think he is right now my favorite XFL player. Uh, he's exciting to see. Constantly has these big plays. He is just reeling in targets. Uh, and making those catches. Uh, he has tw- 22 targets, uh, and nobody else in the XFL has 20. I think the next <laughs> highest is 16. Uh, so he's just a target hog, and he's killing it with it. And then on the St. Louis side, man, props to A.J. McCarron. Uh, I don't know if you saw the post-game interview, but it was spread like crazy. Yeah. About how he took the he's t- he took a pay ch- paycheck pay cut to play for the XFL rather than the NFL. Uh, because he knows that his six-year-old son loves to watch him play football. So he wanted to create those memories for his son. Uh, and it was really cool to hear that and kind of hear like a different perspective as to why mm-hmm. old, these older players may be playing football. Uh, it's not just because they want the shot at the, ex, at the NFL, but it's to create memories. They want to continue playing the game that they love and they've grown up playing. Um, so that was really cool to hear. Um, and it just... Really, really helps me root for him too. Uh, he had a great game in Seattle and the week before, and I think he's not going to have a great season. Yeah, uh, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, especially with the Seattle receiving uh, receiving core with Jacor Pearson and Josh Gordon. I mean, the two of them combined have been spectacular. And I don't even want to rule out Blake Jackson either, who's also um, managed to reel in seventy seven yards on the season so far, only through two games, which is a pretty decent total. Um, but on the other side for St. Louis too. Uh, I just wanted to quick mention Hakeem Butler, who had another pretty solid game. He's now, um, I guess we'll call it tied for the league league at league lead at two uh, receiving touchdowns this season. But he seems to be a pretty big target for um, for McCarron and McCarron likes to throw him the ball. So um, pretty cool to see. All right. And then that leaves St. Louis at two and oh, and then Seattle down to oh and two. And I think the consensus with Seattle is they're probably the best oh and two team uh, and I th- I think they'll have a few get right games moving forward. I think they have a tough game coming up this week against uh, who do they play? Oh, they've got they've got a bit of a, a rougher matchup, but not too much against Vegas this week. But I think I think some get right games are coming their way. Well, yeah, and that's uh, you know this that's a good it's a battle of zero and two teams. That's a good chance for Seattle to kind of prove themselves and maybe separate themselves from that bottom tier. Yep. So then moving on to this next game, uh, DC Defenders versus uh, the Vegas Vipers and what looked like it was being played on like a boat in the middle of the like a stormy <laughs> ocean uh, because th- this game was just a, <laughs> a rainy mess, but it was it was XFL football. Uh, it was but quite honestly, it was an ugly game to watch. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of rain. Uh, a lot of bad kicks, both just like field goals and like even on kickoffs, like things just did not go the way they wanted it to. Um, but DC comes out on top winning 18 to six. Um, and I, I think the one thing, two things I took away from this game 
is Vegas kind of really struggles to to score. Uh, I mean, I'm currently looking. They are the second lowest scoring team in the XFL, right above Orlando. Uh, and then DC can – they're not having a lot of success throwing the ball. Uh, however, they're re- really killing it uh, in the passing game <laughs> or in the rushing game. Uh, they currently have three players in the top five uh, in rushing yards on the season for the entirety of the XFL. And that doesn't even include uh, Derek King, the, quarter, the backup quarterback, uh, who now has two rushing touchdowns for DC. Uh, so DC's game is run it and prevent the other team from scoring. And it's working. That defense is incredible to see. Uh, I'd like to see them play. I'm looking forward to seeing them play again uh, this week back in DC uh, against the, the interesting St. Louis Battlehawks. That'd be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, that's gonna uh, I think one. you... I think you hit the nail on the head, Kyle, with with their rushing attack. I mean, until a team figures out a way to slow down their rushing attack, they don't really need to focus on on the passing game, especially because they have, like you mentioned, three of the top five rushers with Kalen Balaj, um, um, like Abram nope. Smith, and I'm sorry, Raquel Armstead, Abram Smith, and Jordan Tayamu. Um, all, all three of which are are like a, like you mentioned in the top five rushing, and De'Aaron King seems to be their finisher down around the around the goal line. Um, what's really interesting is obviously he's listed on the roster as a quarterback, but he's only thrown the ball two times, and yet he's still managed to rack up a bunch of rushing yards and a couple touchdowns. So that kind of gives you an idea of what what they're putting him in the game to do, which is run the read option, um, you know, t- tuck the ball, get into the end zone, pick up a couple yards when he has to. So it, it was. Interesting to see a, a rainy game, and it was kind of inevitable once it started that you knew that it was probably going to go the defender's way, um, just because of how potent that, um, that that rushing attack is. So it was DC brand football, I would say. That's that's kind of that's kind of how sure. I would sum it up. <laughs> it was. I, I will say it was a little odd to see a bunch of rain coming down in Vegas. Uh, I'm not extremely. <laughs> I may be a little. Uh, incompetent with the weather in Vegas, but I, I kind of assumed it was a, a desert. Uh, so to see so much rain was a bit of a surprise, but you know, good, good on Vegas for throwing me some surprises. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our third game of the weekend, um, it was between the Brahmas and the guardians. The Brahmas ended up taking it uh, 30 to 12. The Brahmas were visiting the guardians in Orlando the Guardians, Kyle, are just not a good team at all. Um, they really don't score points. They can't play defense. Um, they have they have a whopping negative 39-point differential on the season so far. If you don't know what that is, it's point, points allowed minus points scored. Um, so it's just it's not going well. And if, <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw, Kyle, there was a clip going around on Twitter of uh, DeAndre Francois, who was the quarterback that was actually put in the game late when Paxton Lynch was benched because um, he's not doing too hot. But he was kind of telling he was trying to call a play and his teammates were chirping or were talking or something. And he gave him a good old uh, shut the F up um, in the huddle. So it was it, it was it was entertaining, at least. Uh, I'll give him that much. Um, did you happen to see that? I, I did. That was uh... <laughs> Kind of, it was funny, but at the same time, it's like, oh, Orlando's kind of struggling here. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's the way that you would put it. Um, 
and rushing wise, I mean, uh, I mentioned, I mistakenly mentioned before, but um, talking about the Brahmas, they also have a, a very good rusher in Kalen Balaj. Um, and he kind of powers the offense. Um, you know, they're a nice balanced attack. It's they're, they're putting up decent points that on the season, they um, are actually the second highest scoring team behind only the Roughnecks. So I, I think the Brahmas at one and one um, are, are better than than kind of the record. I know it's hard to say at one and one, but, um, you know, they lost that crazy game to the Battlehawks in week one. So I think that they're I, I'll say I think they're closer to a two and oh team than they are to just a one and one team They're I, I like the way that they're playing so far this season. Yeah, I mean, uh, that point differential for Orlando kind of tells the tale. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also there's a there's an interview. I forget if it was post game or if it was mid game. I think it's post game uh, with Terrell Buckley kind of keeping it honest and basically saying there's guys on the field that aren't playing, uh, that aren't showing up, aren't putting in that 110% effort, um, kind of pushing a little bit of that blame on the players for not making the big plays. Um, and I. <laughs> I mean, bold of a coach to kind of come out and say that, but it's it's a little worrying. Uh, Orlando's got to figure out quite a bit, but I mean, season's still young. Uh, maybe they'll turn something around, but San Antonio, the Brahmas are, they're re- really good. Uh, continuing to score, you pointed out their second highest scoring team. Uh, mm-hmm. And with that rushing attack that uh, Kalen Balaj kind of provides for them, uh, I I think they, they've got something brewing here. Uh, I could picture them probably having a few things click for them down the line and having mm-hmm. some some solid games moving forward and they might they might have some re- really good potential moving forward definitely agree with that definitely agree all right and winding into our final game of the weekend the renegades visited the roughnecks uh for the battle of texas and uh the roughnecks came out on top 23 to 14 in that game to stay undefeated yet again um the roughnecks Kyle haven't lost a game and and I guess if we want to say it, it's been like what five years since they lost it. we could go even further back than that it's been in, like in XFL history <laughs> yeah so the uh the roughnecks are just rolling um that's that's a pretty good way to put it but uh, things aren't all dark for the renegades they they had a receiver Lawan Winningham uh who actually was a special team player and a and an offensive player this week he managed to reel in two fumble recoveries on punt and he scored a touchdown um, his, his stat line is pretty interesting. I want to say he's got like four targets and four catches of one touchdown. Like that's in, yeah. in his two games, you know? So, um, so he's, he's hyper efficient, but I, I think the real storyline here is that the roughnecks are just, they're, they're really, really good. Um, they play great defense. They play great offense. Um, they have the most points scored this season. They have the second most, second least points allowed this season. So, um, that makes for one of the highest differentials, positive differentials, I should say. Guardians have the highest differential, and it's not not the good way. <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, yeah, so they're just they're they're killing it. I mean, behind Brandon Silver is just kind of controls the game for them offensively. We mentioned last week uh, that their their defensive players are just uh, balling out. They have a bunch of sacks every single game. It's just it's going really well for the Roughnecks, and I I would say that they're the cream of the crop right now. They're they're number one when it comes to XFL. Yeah, I think you and I had this discussion before we jumped in. Uh, is that there's a clear number one in the power ranks, uh, and that's the the roughnecks. While there's mm-hmm. a clear number number eight, and that's the the poor guardians. Uh, <laughs> but the roughnecks just continue continue to dominate. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say uh, 
nine point win is a domination, but I, I think they kind of won this game and knew they were going to win this game. And I think they'll continue to, um, well, you know, then, you know, Kyle, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I, I think, I, I don't think nine points is, is anything to turn your nose up at. I mean, everything that we've seen in the XFL so far with the exceptions of team playing the guardians um, has been really close. It's been three, four five points, you know? So like nine, nine's a pretty good margin of victory. And nine, um, nine is also a score. It is. You're right. It's a one possession game. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but either way, a nine point win is a nine point win. Uh, and the Roughnecks, I think, continue to be a dominant squad. Uh, and I think they'll continue to be. Um, but then the Renegades, I mean, you mentioned it, Winningham, that that line is not something you see every day uh, no. for a receiver to have two fumble recoveries and a receiving touchdown. Uh, that's impressive. Um, I'd love to see more of that, but that's just the beauty of the XFL, and that might just be a, an extreme outlier. But either way, uh, love the love the complete difference there is in what players can do in this league. Um, Definitely, and it's also interesting. So yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the Roughnecks kind of being the top squad, but the Renegades have the least total yards on in the season of all teams, uh, which is interesting because I feel like they're not performing too poorly i think they're just incredibly efficient in what they do on the offensive side of the ball mm -hmm. uh and uh, maybe it'll work for them down the line but i think wade phillips in this squad with the roughnecks uh just kind of they've got something brewing kyle let me ask you a question i'm gonna put you on the spot quick oh boy. um we're gonna we're gonna take the two and O teams out of it and we're gonna take the uh two of the O and two teams out of it all right so i'm gonna say that the uh, the Roughnecks, the Defenders, and the Battlehawks, who are all 2-0, and we'll put them in the top tier. We'll put the Vipers and the Guardians in the bottom tier. I want you to tell me, out of the Brahmas, the Renegades, and the Sea Dragons, what order do you put them in? What what teams do you think are the best out of those three? I think the Brahmas are the clear number one there for me. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think they just kind of had a rough loss last week. Um, but I think, I, I think they're definitely... I think as the season moves on, they're going to move into that upper tier or at least kind of be grouped into like either like a second tier. That's not this middle tier. Um, okay. And then I'd probably go Seattle. Uh, I think the Sea Dragons have just lost kind of two heartbreakers back to back. Um, it's not to say they, they definitely need to work on their their ball security. I think that's a huge kind of detriment for them. Uh, but I think I, that's something that they can figure out. And this offense is just uh, a really like they're probably the best passing offense in this league um, with Roughnecks being right behind them. Uh, and I think that's a lot for a football team to have. So I, I'd put them kind of second in this group of three and then Renegades right behind them. Um, okay. So I'd go Brahmas, Sea Dragons, and then Renegades. I, I think I'm right there with you in the same order. I mean, I. The Sea Dragons are a lot better than their 0-2 record says, I think. I mean, they've lost by a combined six points. Like, it's just – and they've played two uh, – now 2-0 and teams. So, it's – I think they've just had a tough early schedule, and I think they'll bounce back and be just fine. For sure. For sure. All right. So, that was week two. Uh, beautiful week once again. Thank you, XFL. And now we will <laughs> jump – now we'll jump into our the week three preview. Uh, I'll highlight the schedule, kind of which games are coming up this week. Uh, and then Zach and I will kind of go through each game and make our make our e individual picks uh, at the spread and over under. 
Uh, and then sometimes Zach will weasel out and pick a money line or neither. <laughs> um, so the week, week three schedule looks like this. There is one Saturday game uh, between the Sea Dragons and the Vipers at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, spread set at minus three in the Sea Dragons' favor. Uh, Over-under is at 38. And then on Sunday, we get three lovely games. Uh, probably, I'd say this is my game of the week. Um, but I think there's a there's a runner up here. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks versus the DC Defenders in DC. Uh, defenders have a minus two spread in their favor over under set at 37. And then at 4 p.m., we've got the Guardians versus the Renegades. Uh, Renegades have a heavy favored line there, uh, minus line. Minus nine in their favor, over under set at 37. Uh, and then the Brahmas versus the Roughnecks uh, clean us out or wrap up the weekend uh, with Sunday night football uh, with the minus four and a half spread in the Roughnecks favor, over under set at 37. Uh, so three games on Sunday. Uh, and man, oh man, do I love nighttime football. <laughs> we get two of them this weekend. I'll miss we Thursday do. night football, but I'll live. We'd, <laughs> yeah, Saturday Saturday night football is a close second though, especially uh, especially in March because we will be in March uh, come Saturday. So um, so let's talk about this first game here, Kyle. The Sea Dragons at the Vipers. Um, we have, I guess, two zero and two teams going at it here. Uh, someone someone's got to win, definitely. Right off the bat, I'm taking a look at the line here, the, the spread, and and it's at three points in the uh, the Sea Dragons' favor. And I think I like that. I think that's what I'm going to go with personally. I think I'm going to go with the Sea Dragons minus three. And the over under is kind of where I am stumped right now. Um, just taking a look at kind of their past weeks here. The Vipers put up uh, put up six against the Defenders this week and 20 against the Renegades the week prior. And the Sea Dragons, the Sea Dragons score points. They put up 18 and they put up 18 back-to-back. So they're a safe bet for 18. Uh, I'm going to take the under, I think. I'm going to go under 38 on this game. Um, so, uh, again, I'll go Sea Dragons minus three. And uh, for the over-under, I will take the under on 38 points. I think I'm with you. Give me Sea Dragons uh, minus three. Um, but I think I'm going to take the over. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting pro- potentially. Oh, you know what? I think I've seen bad weather reports again uh, in Vegas, so I'm I'm switching gears there. Give me the under under <laughs> that Vegas rain. You got to watch out for it. <laughs> so we're both we're both taking our lines there are the are the same minus three in Dragons favor and under thirty eight. And for our for for the Kyle Krajewski stamped uh, game of the week this week, the Defenders and the Battlehawks. Uh, the Defenders. Uh, I'm sorry, the Battlehawks visit the Defenders. Two powerhouse teams, obviously. The uh, Battlehawks always seem to find a way to win. The Defenders have just been pretty solid across the board. Oh, what are we thinking here? Spread is at two in the Defenders' favor. You know what, Kyle? I'm going to break your heart, and I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go for the first split here, I think. Do it. I'm going to take. Battlehawks plus two. I think the Battlehawks are stingy. I think they find a way to win this game. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the over in this game over 37. 
Yeah, that, that over is juicy. Uh, it is. I'm just going to say right now that I'm hitting the over with you. Um, over 37, and I feel like I'm at a point where I don't even have to to say it. Uh, but give, give me give me DC minus two. Uh, I think this is their game. I think that run game is gonna gonna take control. They're gonna put uh, that defense is gonna put AJ McCarron in his place, uh, which is a good place. He's a good quarterback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're gonna control the game and have at least that two point uh, win differential. Uh, so give me DC minus two. All right. <sighs> okay. Four o'clock game. The Guardians are visiting the Renegades. Let me make sure I have that right. Uh, yeah. The Guardians are visiting the Renegades. Okay. <sighs> the Guardians are just bad, man. Uh, there's no real way to cut it. And the, the line is set at nine, which is very, very high. Um, obviously, it is in the Renegades' favor. But, Kyle. I'm going with the Renegades. <laughs> I'm going minus <laughs> nine. Uh, no one has that the 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 Guardians have just not come close to anyone. They lost by 18 in week two. In week one, they <laughs> they lost by 21. Like that's I'm no mathematician, but that is not close to nine. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take the Renegades minus nine. I think that's pretty safe. What about your over under? Punk. Oh shoot! Uh, I'm all fired up. I, I feel so good. <laughs> I feel so good picking the picking uh, the spread, the minus on a on a nine point spread. You're I'm like, sorry. I know these guardians are going to be <laughs> demolished. That's all I care about. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Okay. Um, over under. Let me see. Um, I'm trying to do some mental math here on this one. The renegades twenty two points. I'm going to go ahead and call me crazy. I'm going to take the over on this game, mostly because I think that the uh, Renegades are going to put up some points, and I think they're kind of just going to carry that over. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I don't know, something like 20. Mm, I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to guess. I, I'll overthink it, and then I'll end up changing my pick. So, no, no I'm just going to go. So, go ahead. You're up. <laughs> as much as I want to give – the guardians a little slack uh, on on this nine point line. They suck. <laughs> it's it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> so I I'm with you. Give me give me Arlington uh, minus nine, which is kind of hard. And I kind of really hope the guardians prove us wrong. I'd love to see a great football game, but I, <laughs> they're not. Don't you it. just feel gross taking a nine point line? <laughs> This early in a season for just a young football league is is hard, but with the, I, I don't think the Guardians have showed me anything to to help pick anything other than that. Um, no, mm-mm. but I I'm gonna take the under. Um, Ooh, okay, I think I I hate to say it, but I feel like uh, Orlando kind of goes out there, puts up six points, and then Arlington wins by uh, with twenty points. I don't know. Okay. Uh, give, give me something very sh- small, uh, but get, it's kind of weird picking the minus nine spread uh, with the under being at thirty-seven. But I, <laughs> so you're so you're kind of more so betting on the Guardians not doing their part to reach that over/under line. Bingo. Yeah, I okay. I don't see the Guardians doing a lot. I think they're still. Go- I think they're spending this week pretty much figuring out their quarterback situation. Uh, because it, 
they've got a lot to figure out there. And I think that's going to kind of hinder what they've, what they kind of move forward with doing. Um, But yeah, give me, give me minus nine in Arlington's favor and, and the under. Okay. All right. Okay. So for the last game of the week, we have the Brahmas uh, who are visiting the Roughnecks. This is, uh, uh, this will be the game that I think I'm super into this weekend. Um, yeah, this um, is my this is my secondary game I of the week. I think this is a, a measuring stick game for the Brahmas to see like are we are we really real or or are we faking it till we make it here? So for me, I personally do think that they are for real, and I think that they're going to keep the game close, um, especially four and a half points close. You know, we talk about the one point conversion, two point conversion, three point conversion. A lot of these games that we've seen have been decided by three or four points, coincidentally. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the uh, the Brahmas plus four and a half is going to be my spread pick. Um, and the over-under is at 37. This is where I always get thrown for a loop, man. Uh, the over-under at 37. Let's see. 23. Play the Guardians, though. 15. I'm going to go over. Listen, the the Roughnecks are a powerhouse. They put up points, um, and I think it's going to have to be a shootout, even if it winds up being somewhere around the 20 to 20 range. You know, obviously, um, if it's going to if I think it's going to stay close and the uh, the Brahma's spread is going to hit, then it's got to stay close ish. So we'll say 20, 20. That puts it at 40 points. Give me the over. Oh, I think I'm with you. Uh, I think I'm going to take the same picks. Give me Brahma's. Uh, plus four and a half. Um, I think it's going to be a close one. I think uh, you said it perfectly um, that this is the game that the Brahmas kind of show who they really are this season. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think they can, uh, especially against the Roughnecks. Uh, and the Roughnecks are incredible. But I, I think that four point, I think it's going to come within that like field goal to win it kind of thing. Um, it most likely in the Roughnecks' favor, but I. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be incredibly surprised if the Brahmas came out and put a stamp in their one column. Um, That'd be awesome. But yeah, and then I'm also taking the over. I think this is the game that Kalen Balage finally gets into the end zone uh, in the <laughs> ground game. Um, but I also think the the rough next passing attack uh, is right there, right behind Seattle. Um, I think uh, I, I think Silver's has something cooking here. Um, and he'll he'll put together a few touchdowns and yeah, give me the over. I think if I, I think this will hit that that 40 point territory, like you mentioned as well. Kyle, two things I just wanted to mention first. I didn't I didn't talk about him when we did our recap, but how about uh, I, I don't want to get his first name wrong here. Um, Borgie, Max Borgie for the for the Roughnecks. Isn't, he's pretty cool. He's, I like him. He, he's Christian McCaffrey 2.0. I, I, he's, he's a cool little player. He, like he's that. a fun. He's he's fun to watch. I like watching him too um and if it weren't for the dc uh three-headed monster he'd be right there in the uh the top five for rushing Um, (laughs) yes he would he's got he's got two rushing touchdowns which only matches uh dc's Derek king um yeah i he's fun he's really cool to watch uh and i think i i think he's kind of like a little bit of an x factor for houston here Mm -hmm. agreed definitely agreed uh, but the other thing, un- unrelated, we're going to jump to the Brahma side real quick. I was just kind of taking a look at their schedule, seeing if maybe, uh, seeing just what their upcoming games were, and looking. You, you know, they play the Renegades back to back in week, um, in week five, at week six. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's very interesting. Obviously, it's a home and away, but um, just kind of weird. Kind of weird. 
That's a, that's exciting. I'm actually surprised. We might have touched on that in our schedule game and probably just slipped past our mm. in our schedule video, and that just kind of slipped past our brains. But interesting. That'll be definitely very interesting to see how game plans adjust uh, in just a week. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Well, before we head out, I do want to still brag. Zach and I are picks tied. Last week we both went five and three, but I'm still in the lead. Uh, I've got two more picks right than you do. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening to anybody's picks, you're more likely to win if you pick, make my picks. Um, but either way, uh, if you if you also like making picks, uh, join our XFL Pick'em League. Um, I'll have all the information in the description, whether you're watching or listening, um, where XFL basically puts the has their own Pick'em League uh, free to enter, and you basically wager... They're they're like football points. I think they're just footballs. Uh, the icon is a football, uh, and you basically wager how how likely something's going to be to happen. Uh, and it's not like a pick a winner, pick a loser, pick an over under. Uh, they're very, I, I guess, specific. So, like the example mm-hmm. for pick one this week, uh, Seattle Sea Dragons QB Ben Danucci leads the XFL with 478 passing yards. Will Danucci throw for over or under? Uh, 225 and a half yards against the Vipers. And you basically pick an over under and you wager I, I, 300 footballs. Uh, and if it wins, you get that, mo- that amount. And if you lose, you lose it. Um, but we have a league, an XFL weekly league. Uh, there's currently 10 of us in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Jump in, dominate us. Uh, feel free. We had a dude. Oh, I want to call him out. Uh, I forget his name. I, I have Thomas, right our man, Thomas. Thomas came in with a huge week last week. Uh, and man, Thomas L02, huge week two in our in our pick'em league. Um, and hopefully somebody else comes in and takes his mantle as, a, as the top dog. But feel free to join. There's a code. It's a weird code. I'd say it out loud, but it's like a bunch of numbers and letters that I'd just be speaking mumbo jumbo to you. Um, <laughs> so I'll have that information in the description with the link and the code and all that fun stuff uh please join it's really cool it's you're not winning anything you're not losing anything and maybe we'll have a competition one of these weeks where it's like best pick them score maybe we'll reach out or figure something out to to i don't know we'll figure something yeah, out. maybe, maybe yes. a hat from the xfl shop or something cool but Definitely, that's down the line yeah. we we haven't even discussed that yet but we'll probably <laughs> throw something fun together um because i think that'll be really cool so, Kyle, all I want to say before we go is, Uncle Squirrely, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you jumped me in the standings this week. I gotta, I gotta chase him down in the pick and pull. Um, got my sights set on Squirrely. What can I say? Yeah, watch out, Uncle Squirrely. Um, your <laughs> nephew Zach Cole is coming for you. Uh, either way, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are XFL Weekly. I am one host, Kyle Krajewski, uh, with host two, uh, Zach Cole. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Like, subscribe, all the really cool, fun stuff. Uh, comment and poll your favorite XFL team. Um, would love to hear hear what you're hear hear who you are rooting for and potentially Definitely. why. Um, maybe you hate the Guardians. Uh, maybe you love hate the Guardians. Um, <laughs> let us know. Uh, we're actually really interested. That's not a joke. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. And Zach and I will chat with you next week. See you guys. See you.